There's a bunch of new smart home products and devices coming to the market before the holidays that promise to be easier to install and maintain, unlike smart home products of the past. On this episode, we're going to talk about the Matter Protocol and why it might get us closer to having an automated home. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. Joining me in studio today is Skip Ashton. He is a distinguished engineer with Infineon Technologies and a member of the Connectivity Standards Alliance. Welcome, Skip. Great to be here, Keith. All right. So tell, tell me about sort of before we get into the whole matter protocol, because uh, I do want to talk about a lot, of, a lot of that. But you and I have sort of some shared history in terms of the problems of the whole smart home space. Um, so I think we want to trade some horror stories about <laughs> how bad it was, because obviously there was there was uh, the you know protocols called like Zigbee and Z-Wave and yep. all sorts of X10, I believe one of them was. Yeah. yeah. So you've That's been through right. all of this. So you understand sort of I mean, the, anybody who's been working on this yeah. for any period of time has been through a lot of changes. Uh, yeah, I, I never tried the X10. That looked too painful to start. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was involved in Zigbee in the early days and had a lot of customers, right, uh, Zigbee customers. And so they would give me their smart home stuff and I would install it. And then I'd go on a trip somewhere and my wife would call and say, why don't the lights work? And I'd say, that's a feature. Yeah, <laughs> you, need to, <laughs> you need to stand on your left foot and install this app and then the lights will work. So give me um, sort of the history of sort of the smart home space. Like, it, you know, yeah. if you can condense it down, obviously we don't have like, you know, we don't have to go through the 20 year, 30 right. or 40 year history of this stuff. But I mean, there's been, uh, you know, a bunch of parallel tracks going on and fragmented ecosystems, right? So there was the X10 and kind of the real, I would really call that hobbyist stuff. And Insteon uh, was involved uh, mm -hmm. also. And then Zigbee got started. And uh, really in 2009, 2010, Zigbee really started getting a decent footprint. It started you know, earlier than that, 2001, 2002. It didn't get a decent footprint uh, for 10 years. Right. And Z-Wave uh, started a similar time, actually, and is still going um, in a parallel track, uh, different protocol, different devices, and those sorts of things thereby leading to the exact problem we have in the smart home, which has been this massive fragmentation yep. um, throughout the years. And then, you know, as it got along and got some traction, you know, the ecosystems that we think of today, you know, Apple HomeKit and Google, you know, buying right. Nest and starting Google Home really and having their products. Amazon got involved uh, when Alexa came out and starting adding home connectivity to Alexa as skills and things like that thereby really completing the fragmentation, you know, and, and then you had lots of little guys that uh, started and offered, you know, full service gateways that offered all these protocols. And then you'd see the news articles when their servers shut down three years later because they didn't have enough business. Right. And your devices would stop working because that server got shut down somewhere. Um, and consumers then started to understand this different model of, wait, I, I bought something that I think I own and is in my house. Right. And it stopped working because you shut a server down somewhere. We don't think of ownership that way. Right, right. Um, and so we were kind of left with this mess, which can, left consumers not picking it up. And so what you saw is very piecemeal adoption, right? I want a smart lock, so I'm going to put a smart lock in. What's the best one? I'll do that. Well, what ecosystem is it? The truth is, you know, consumers don't think by ecosystem. They think, what's the best thing I want to put in my house? But right. they needed to think of it. How do I connect it, right? And so you ended up with a lot of piecemeal that I think, you know, we all went through, which is how many apps can I put on my phone for different things? So right, I have right. an app for my smart lock and I have one for my lights and I have one for my garage door openers and oh good, my security system can have a different one. So pretty soon you end up with all these apps on your phone, which is a mess. Right. And so Google Home wanted to fix that. HomeKit wanted to fix that. Amazon wanted to, you know, fix that. 
But the truth is they all had trouble, right? They, they all had trouble fixing it because the home is what I call this supremely complex environment, which we don't think of it that way. But, you know, your appliances are not from the same manufacturer. Right. They may have been when you bought your home if it was a new home, but probably not. Yeah. Your light bulbs, there's like no chance, right? right your right. light bulbs are from the same manufacturers. Right. Your light switches, your thermostats, your door locks. So the home has many, many different manufacturers' products in it. So so getting all those guys aligned is really hard to, to do things. And so as Apple came out with a protocol and Google had their own protocol and Amazon was really using ZigBee3, the device makers are like, really? How many, yeah. how many of these am I going to make? Was, it, was there an assumption on the part of Amazon and Google and some of these ones that were coming out with these sort of home kit or home pods or whatever mm-hmm. we want to call them? Was there an assumption that consumers were just going to go out and buy they, one vendor and then all everything will then eventually hook up? I think the and they didn't realize that, that people don't do that anymore? Yeah, I think their normal assumption is my brand is strong enough. So you're going to have to look for works with HomeKit, yeah. works with Google works with Alexa. And the problem is consumers, you know, it's hard to train them on that. And when I bring it home and it doesn't work or it's kind of flaky, then I just take it back to the store. Yeah. And we know how much these device makers love returns. <laughs> and for the yeah. device makers, so it's a nightmare for consumers, but it's also a nice nightmare for the device makers, right? You're trying to buy a smart lock, you go to the store, you pick my smart lock, you bring it home and then it didn't work right. because of what you know, controller, what ecosystem you were using. And now you return my smart lock and say, wow, that device maker really stinks. Well, no, no, my lock was fine. Right, right. You just got the wrong version of it. And I've got to maintain all these different versions. So that's a real nightmare. Here's my horror story. And this is just quickly, I was looking, I was trying to figure out in my own house what, devices I already have. And I'm just going to, so I've got a bunch, I've got a yeah. bunch of, of, of cameras and computers and printers and light switches and things like that. Um, we have two cameras. We have one on the doorbell, yep. which is, you, you know, probably the, the, yeah. the leader. Uh, and then we have, but then my wife went out and bought an outdoor camera mm-hmm. that she wanted to, she wanted to sort of monitor another part of the home. That's right. Um, more about the driveway because yep. we were, we weren't getting the notifications because you would only get the notifications if people come up to the door, yep. but she wanted to see people that were pulling into the driveway or, you know, just yeah, sort absolutely. of bothering yeah. our dogs. Um, and so she bought a second camera. Yes. And so we installed the camera and it has a separate app. So now it doesn't have the same app yes. that, that I have from the other one. Uh, and then the second problem is that because she set up the account, she wants to share the, I, she can share the, the feed Yes. and I can see the camera, but I don't get the alerts. Yes. The alerts only go to the main account holder. Yes. And I just threw up my hands. I'm like, okay, this is not how yes. it should work. That's right. The, the, this camera should talk to a centralized hub of some sort yes. or centralized thing you would and it's so. not yeah and so so that's why I, I throw you know and then you start thinking about all the other things it's this it's the installation it's the apps it's the having six different that's accounts right. to try to talk yes. to each other all right so this has now led to the creation of this sort yeah. of this whole problem that led to the creation of of matter correct that's right okay and it took it took a long time to get there right and and i think it took those large ecosystems to recognize we can't influence all of these individual device makers to do things our way. Okay. We have to do this collectively so that we solve the problem for device makers, but we'll also solve the problem for consumers, right? Now, if I buy it, it's going to work. And mm-hmm. it's going to work if I have Apple in my home, if I have, you know, Google Home, if I use Alexa, if I've got a Samsung smart things, you know, hub, 
they're all going to work the same way. Right. So I can go buy a product. You can bring it home. It's going to work. You can share it with your family members, even if they use a different ecosystem. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, who'd have thought? What, what, what sort of led to this sort of this creation? Was it finally someone just took a, like a frying pan and hit the device makers <laughs> on the head with it and go, all right, shape yeah. up guys. This, you're not going to have a market if, if, if you guys yeah. keep acting this way. I mean, I think they recognized that the smart home market, realistically, it had stalled, right? We had a certain level of penetration, uh -huh. right? Of, of video doorbells have been pretty successful, right? But pretty successful means they're in, I think the last numbers were, you know, 30% of homes, right? Thermostats are less so. Right. Smart lighting is less so. So we'd kind of stalled at the implementation of the smart home, whereas smart speakers are in more like 65% of homes, even though they're only six years old. Yeah. Right? So smart speakers blew by everything else because the use case, the setup, the configuration was seamless and easy, and you didn't have consumers returning to the store saying, why doesn't this work? Right, right. Right? And so... I think it was a recognition by those large ecosystems, we can't go this alone. We, we have some amount of success. I don't think they were complaining about what they were selling, but it wasn't really widespread success. It was <laughs> limited success. And so they needed to recognize that the only way to do this was to get together and do it, which is not in their nature. Right, right. right. So, and so, you know, what was the Zigbee Alliance became the Connectivity Standards Alliance to kind of broaden its scope on this okay. and take this on and and bring in pieces of HomeKit, pieces of what Google was doing with the Nest products. You know, Amazon was already on Zigbee, so it's got a lot of the Zigbee data model stuff. You know, bring those groups together with hundreds of device manufacturers and say, okay, we're going to have to beat this out together. Yeah. Did, did you guys like lock them in a room with some pizza and then <laughs> yeah. say you're not coming out until yeah. we have an agreement? Well, that was the idea right up until COVID hit. Yeah. And then we locked them yeah. into WebEx, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, you know, that Let's was- Let's do all this remotely. Yeah. So when did, when did the discussions initially take place? Was it pre-COVID? Yeah, it was yeah. 2019 when okay. we kicked it off, right? And like any good standard, everybody said, this will only take us a little while, right? We can do this in a year. Um, I think, you know, realistically, everybody knew it was going to take longer, but you, you yeah. set ambitious goals on it. And then, you know, it really hurt to not be able to do face-to-face -face meetings. That's very difficult. Right. Um, but again, you got to make do with what you can. And so it took, you know, hundreds of companies coming together to put this the right way. It took longer than expected. So, you know, people complained about that. But I think, you know, that's normal. And now, so it was launched last October uh -huh. and uh, and really rolled out in November and we're seeing the the real market uptick, I would say, now. Because okay. there's been this kind of phased rollout. The phones got updates, right? Apple mm -hmm. and Android, um, Amazon announced their updates, Samsung had done theirs. So it's much easier to send an update to your phone. We're used to this, right? So, hey, good, new software on my phone. I can support Matter. Yeah. Okay. Device makers don't move that quickly, right? So the device makers needed to, you know, even though the standard was out, I've got to integrate it into my door lock. I've got to integrate it into my light bulb, go through my own internal testing, get it certified, and then release it in the market. So, so those things are really starting to hit now. Okay. So you can go buy things. Um, they've been slowly hitting, right? CES yeah. this year had a lot of stuff to show, right? but that was to show it and it wasn't really in the market. And now you're really starting to see it. So I think this year you're seeing the, the real upswing. Okay. And, and is it backward compatible with maybe existing things that I already have sort of in my, yeah, so, my network? So different companies are taking different approaches to <laughs> this, right? <laughs> so obviously, you know, Zigbee bridging was built into the Matter 1.0 spec. And so you take something like Philips Hue, which has been a wildly successful ecosystem on its own of, you know, lighting products and switches and things. 
and they're not updating their individual products. You know, Signify made an announcement and said, we're going to put Matter into our bridge and use the Zigbee to Matter bridging functionality. Mm-hmm. So the lights show up, they look like Matter devices, but they're behind a bridge. As a consumer, you don't really know the difference. Um, you, you just turn them on and off the same yeah. way you would, but they show up in your home app, right? They show up in your Google Home, wherever wherever you're using your Matter app, they show up. So from okay. a consumer standpoint, that's a real win as opposed to having to open the Philips app. And do I, do I have to use a, a hub of sorts? Do I have to Those go Those old systems have a hub, right? Yeah, and well, so okay, but, hub, but I, I never like made yeah, yeah. it to that next step. I just have a bunch okay. of individual devices. Yes. Um, and if I find out that these devices will then support Matter, yep. do I still need to go out and get this, or can the, can this all work without sort of it depends a hub? On, it depends on what they are, okay. right? All right. And so in theory, Matter doesn't require a hub. In practice... Mm-hmm. What you're seeing is Apple put a lot of their smarts to run matter down into the HomePod yeah. Mini or in their uh, Apple TV update, okay. right? the new Apple TV, yeah. because it's also got Thread built in there. So Matter's built on Wi-Fi, Thread, and Ethernet are okay. the IP protocols it runs over. Yeah, right? what's Thread? I'm sorry. The, so I, Thread is the low-power 15.4 okay. mesh networking that was built um, you know, that, that really started, it was launched in 2014 and you've never heard of it because it was used in the Google products, <laughs> right? right? Right. But it was used widely in the Google products, but not in much else, but it's a low power IPv6 network. So, you know, from the rest of the world, it looks just like an IP packet. So matter was built on top of that, but that means I need a, another radio. So I need a hub for that. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm sub fashion. It right. doesn't. It doesn't have to do the translation like my Zigbee to Matter, where I'm doing application level translation. I just do routing with it because it's all IPv6. But yeah. again, I need another radio in there. Yeah. And so those are getting rolled out into various things. So the Google products have it. So they're they're thread routers, uh, border routers, so they can carry it off to Wi-Fi. So if your devices are Wi-Fi, yeah, then they're just on Wi-Fi, right? But if they're thread devices, you need this hub in there. And then the backwards compatibility issue, the Zigbee needs that bridge. And then Z-Wave is the other kind of large installed base out there. And, you know, that was bought by Silicon Labs. And so they've come out with a bridge that, that takes that over to matter. So <laughs> There was a feeling at one yeah. point that, that sort of the, the router, the Wi-Fi router, would be sort of this, this sort of hub. But that yes. never really came to be, did it? Well, <laughs> you know... If you look at the smart home today, for a lot of people, they put in the mesh Wi-Fi. Yep. And so yep. you do have this kind of intelligence built into your Wi-Fi hubs. And the Eero ones mm-hmm. have thread built into them. So those, And that's you know, owned by Amazon now, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> you got to keep track of the musical but, chairs but, but, there, but, right? But trust me, this yeah. is going to be yeah. exciting stuff, guys. <laughs> okay. so, so it made it, you know... The, the thing it has done is is made it simpler for the device makers and for the consumers at the starting point here. And that's the, that was kind of the, the most critical pain point, right? Mm-hmm. Device makers don't want to build five versions of the same door lock to support five different protocols. And consumers don't want to go to the store and ponder which one they needed to buy yeah. to connect in their home. And why this one doesn't give notifications and that one does, like your problem. Right, right. right. And so this is going to, like, there will be a matter, like a sticker or a logo or something that will, indicate, logo. That's right. that will indicate that this will work. Yes. With, or hopefully will work. Of course. With, with we got to have the branding, right? Yeah. Hold on. Oh, right, you got something. 
You mean okay. like this matter branding? Yeah. Okay. So good. Good. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good step. Yeah. So that's, otherwise you, know, you would have. Yeah. Yeah. So Eve's a good example, right? And it's it's an open box here because it's set up in my house. Sorry. Okay. But these guys were really HomeKit based, which meant it didn't work if you had an Android phone. Right. And now they support Matter, so it doesn't. You can use whatever you want with it. So you know, Eve went from being a HomeKit Apple only kind of company right. with their products to now they support anything. So they're an early adopter. They're one of the first guys you can go buy it and it's got the logo on there. But of course, this is thread-based. Okay. Which meant I couldn't use that without... Buying a hub, right? Or so something. I had to go get my hub. Okay. Right? So I got the, the Apple TV latest hub. Okay. I needed a refresh anyways and I yep. wanted to get thread somewhere in there. Um, so, and that doesn't have the Matter logo on it, but it's got Matter inside. Okay. Because it's got thread inside. All right. So that's the hub that ends up in my house. Okay. And so um, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about sort of the vision of yep. what Matter is sure. or what Matter can do. Yeah. I think what, what you hear about in the smart home space is everyone thinks, okay, Iron Man, Tony Stark comes home, yeah. he's got Jarvis, he goes, lights yeah. on, refrigerator open. Yes, or, right. you, or you hear about the internet-connected refrigerator, and it's like, yes. okay, you're out of milk, and all this sort of things sort of mesh. But it, is that the, the vision it needs to be, or do you imagine right. that the vision message and the marketing is going to get a lot better than, than it used to be? You know, there's there's a lot of people that have different visions. And so Matter started to resolve this fundamental ecosystem clash, right? That was the real thing that we've solved in step one. Mm -hmm. And it's not done, don't get me wrong, because we've gone after the low-hanging fruit with the first release, and we've got new devices coming because there's so many device types in the home. So So light bulbs and door locks and thermostats are in there. But, you know, the upcoming release has appliances, and we've got to add IP cameras because they're so common. Right. So there's, there's always more devices coming. So that'll, that solves what I would call the connected home problem. Right. Right? Okay. I can connect all my devices. You can interact with them without, you know, hopefully going through loads of pain. And when you interact and set them up, the rest of your family can use them. Great. Now you have a connected home. That doesn't make it a smart home yet, okay? right? And so what's going to make it a smart home is where we go next with it, right? Because, and, and you know, we've got to talk about services in your home and, and what services are available today mm -hmm, and what services mm -hmm. would you like to have. The truth is you don't have a lot of services available in your home today, right? When we talk about home, smart home services, you've got security services, we know there's a bunch of those out there. Right. And you've guys got Comcast with their Xfinity Home Service, which is really just here's your smart home devices under one thing. So the ecosystems are all offering this kind of you can connect all your devices here and we can do things. But the next step is going to be services, right? So do you want energy services in your home? How much would you like to save energy? Do you want to monitor energy? Who's going to offer that service? Well, is that the ecosystem you currently have or do you want to go to some energy service company on that? That one, you know, may not be clear. Okay, but what about health and wellness and, and healthcare monitoring? And I've got elderly parents and I want to see how they're doing and that we may actually want to check in on them and things like that. Well, now we're talking about a service that, you know, is really privacy-centric when we're talking about monitoring your elderly parents. Right. How's that going to happen? And that may be a different service if it's actually going to be connected up to your doctor like, I don't think they should have access to your door lock just because they have access to your home network. So right. you're now talking about 
how do I segregate my services and offer some services to one thing and some, you know, some access to another, right? We, we've talked about, uh, hey, you know, batteries run out on some of my smart home devices. Maybe I could sign up for a battery service and they show up and say, yeah, here's the, you know, triple A's for your front door lock. Go ahead and put them in there. Yeah. Okay, well, to give a company access to the battery level in my front door lock sounds trivial, right? But I don't want to give them access to the door lock. Right, right. I just want to give them access to the battery level. Yeah. So they could provide that service to me. And mail the batteries to you. And then right, I'll, mail I'll, the batteries I'll, to I'll, me and charge me for it. Yeah, Thank you, right? Yeah. And so, you know, what are all those services? I don't think we even know today, but we need to make them available. And we need to think about how we segregate data, how a consumer logically says, this data I want to make available to this service. I've signed up for that. Thank yeah. you. Uh, please make it available, which really means we're talking about at the edge of the home, right? Because from a privacy and mm -hmm. security standpoint, I'd really like this data to mostly stay within my home. So at that edge, who can get access to it? And you know, how do I enable it safely, securely? And how do I turn that off if I say I'm no longer signing up for that service? I want to switch it over to another service. Okay. We're not there yet. I want, I want to jump back yeah. just a little bit because I, there was a point you made about connected home yep. versus smart home. And yes. so I think there's probably a misconception out there that they're assuming that this will all create a smart yeah. home, but that's, that's not right. the case. It will connect, it will create a connected home and then you'll still sort of use an app or some sort of home. You're still doing that. And, and you just to, just to check everything. That's right. But and that's, that's a big step just even in the first direction. That's a big step. And yeah. I mean, we shouldn't underplay that, right? Having all your devices on one network where I can, you know, they can talk to each other. I can set up automations and I'm not going to some cloud service where things go up there and come back to my home. I can do it all locally. You know, that that in itself is a big deal. Yeah. We shouldn't lose sight of that. That's a big first step that we're taking with Matter here. And so this is why, you know, my Apple TV is the hub for that because I can set up routines. I can set up schedules. I can set up, you know, different alerts and things like that. They're going to run locally here. Yeah. And so that's that's a big step. When I think of the smart home getting from a connected home to the smart home, though, I, you know, we'd like for it to anticipate things and be able to do things where you don't go in and automate and program every step of it. Okay. Right. If I unlock my front door and it's dark out, I'd like you to turn on the front hall light, you know, and set the temperature to this or things like that. Right. Today, the only way you do that is you program every step of that. Right, and that's one right. of those, like, I, I remember there was a service called If Then, if Then This, this Then If that. This, yeah. Then That. Yeah. And, and I looked at that once, and I was like, wow, this is this is beyond my pay grade that's in terms right. of my knowledge. That's right. Um, okay, so let me give you another a scenario which which I've seen being used is the, um, you have a smart, you have smart blinds, so you have yes. uh, window blinds. Yep. And so if your device detects that it's getting too hot inside your house, that's right. it'll trigger the smart, yeah, first blinds, step, close the blinds. To close the blinds and yeah. things like that. Um, I've, I've, I've seen scenarios where it's like integrating GPS with your car so that it knows when you're coming home so that yes. if you are now coming home, turns on the heat or within a certain yes. mile range, turns right. on the heat if you were away for you know the day or for a week. That's right. Things like that. Is, yes. that, is that a connected home thing or is that now more, more moving into the smart home? The, the blinds uh, scenario to me is very much a connected home thing. Okay, because it's go, because heading it's... heading towards smart home, right? It's all contained within the home. And devices talking right? to other devices. It's devices talking to each other. Okay. So the, right, the normal scenario is it's getting too hot in here. Let's close the blinds. Oh, it's still too hot. Let's turn on the ceiling fan. Okay, that didn't work either. Let's turn on the air conditioner, right? Yeah. So I'm kind of increasing my level of complexity and, and energy consumption. Mm -hmm. 
as I do that because I didn't want to just kick on the air conditioner when the sun's beating in the windows. Right. Right. Well, are you willing to program that or can I make that smart enough that it, it does that for you and says, hey, I see in the afternoon when the sun comes in these windows too much, you know, let me do that. Yeah. We're not there. Right. But yeah, smart blinds are a wonderful use case. To, to help save you on things and okay. set up movie nights so you can close the windows. And, right, yeah. right. Uh, do you get a sense that that a lot of these ideas in the scenarios have to be made by the device makers themselves? Or is no. this more of a job for sort of the, the CSA uh, or I mean, the people or, or yeah. Apple, Google, Amazon, all those people? I mean, right now, that clearly goes up to the ecosystem level, mm-hmm. right? And the question becomes... We moved into a standard to free up the device makers so they wouldn't have to make all these different flavors and the consumer can pick and choose. If all of these services that we're talking about that, as I say, I think are going to get provided potentially through many different companies, if those all have to go through your ecosystem on a one-to-one basis, that may limit your ability to then change. Right. And and more importantly, you get to the advanced use cases, which isn't that advanced, like I'm moving out of my apartment and somebody else is moving in, or I sold my house. Yeah. Well, you know, if you go through those scenarios, and <laughs> trust me, I've looked at it with, with the rental properties and stuff, is I'm going to turn this over to somebody else. Yeah, it's no big deal. Just recommission all of your devices, right? <laughs> you saved all the initial paperwork, didn't right, you? Right. <laughs> right. And, and does the tenant now believe you don't have creepy access to them or, you know, the people you sold your house to? Those are nightmare scenarios. But the truth is, right, those new people moving in may want a different ecosystem. You may have been on Apple and they want to use Google mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. else. How's that work? Yeah, yeah. Right? And so we have to get to a situation where these services can be provided and moved, not just in the home turnover case, but for an individual consumer, you can move them between without having to call your ecosystem provider, set up some business relationship that way. Because ultimately, this is a consumer-to-service provider business relationship. Yeah. So how does that work, right? So we're not there, right? But that's a that's this kind of edge edge scenario uh, that I mentioned earlier, where that's got to be clean and easy for people to do. Yeah. The yeah, I still want us to talk about the sort of the scenarios, and and yep. you brought up sort of the aging in place. Yes. Um, it does feel like that's a uh, a stronger argument rather than the yes. whole Jarvis, you know, control Absolutely. my home thing. Absolutely. Um, can you explain, you know, some of the, the things that we will be seeing in the future around that? So there's there's kind of two ways to look at the health and wellness. Yeah. One is just an activity level, right? I think most of us agree that having cameras in the home is kind of creepy. So, right. So mom you and dad see. probably aren't happy if you put cameras in the home to monitor them. Yeah. And the truth is, uh, if you've had any of these services, you know, getting an alert every time somebody walks through is actually uh, too much information for me. Right. I don't need an alert of that. Right. So if I'm not going to put cameras in every room and occupancy sensors don't really tell me much, then you can use things like, hey, you know, normally at eight in the morning, mom gets up, opens the refrigerator, you know, you know, breakfast is getting served. Yep. Um, she didn't open the refrigerator today. Yep. You know, no stove was turned on. Okay, that seems like a problem. Okay. Right? Well, how do I get to that level? So matter can bring all this information together. So I can collect all the information in a standard way and have it all in the edge. Now, how do I take that data and get some smarts on it that I can use intelligently, right? Because if I give you an alert every time mom opens the refrigerator, great. Do you really want you know, all of those alerts? Yeah, I don't think mom wants to tell us either. <laughs> yeah, and she doesn't want to tell you either. But what you want is 
she hasn't moved out of her bedroom today. Right. Okay, that, that might be useful for you to know. So right. I need to take it up a level of information. And, and how best am I going to do that? And who do you trust to do that? Well, you know, geez, that depends and on so, who you so are. And so it's going to be, that's the level of services that we'll that's probably right. be seeing later on. It's yes. not going to be the it's responsibility of it's the device maker. That's not yeah. a device maker. It's, it's that accumulation of data across devices, right? So Matter makes all this data common, makes it standard. We can all get access to it across the home. Now, how do I make it intelligent? What do I do with it? Okay, so so another question in terms of, I've got a lot of old, I'm an older house. Yes. Uh, the plugs and the lights are all pre-internet. Yes. <laughs> like, because this was- I'm with you. This, house, Me this house was built in the late 80s. Yes. Um me too, but it was 1880s. So, yeah, yeah, so I had a security company come in, and they gave me a bunch of sort of cameras and yeah. sensors and all this other stuff, and and they tried to install a smart garage door opener. Yes, and the whatever garage door opener it had, it doesn't. It they tried to connect it, and it just kept beeping, and it wouldn't stop beeping, <laughs> and and they left, and it was still not. So I ended up just yanking this thing out. Yes, this what whatever sensor they was a little microcosm of smart oh, home right there. Like, and, yeah, you know. So now it's so my my question is is that in order for me to even get to a connected home, am I going to have to go out and upgrade my house, which is talking about electricians yeah. and all sorts of other I mean, service providers not, coming in? Right. What I had to do with my garage door openers, yeah. for example, is the Wi-Fi wouldn't reach them. Yeah. And so I, you know, I had to install the mesh Wi-Fi and realized, oh, what I need is another mesh point uh, by the garage yeah. so that they can connect. That was their fundamental problem. Um, so I, I think I'm going to need a completely step, new garage yeah. door opener at this point. Well, that might be, depending on the brand and what they support. Yeah. And this is part of it, right? Is what do you have and, and how, how can it go? And you see that now, right? Some people are offering software updates to matter, but some of these older devices can't update. Right, they don't have the flash base, or they don't have the power to yeah. run it, and so, you know, then what do you do with it? But you know, some of them, Yale Lock is offering a, a, a plug-in, so you can take out your old Zigbee module and plug in a Matter module on mm -hmm. some of these mm -hmm. locks um, and upgrade them that way. But it really it varies by device maker. What are they doing? What is the sort of the best-selling uh, device out there, or is there a killer app, so to speak, uh, that will that will sort of jumpstart this now that now that sort of you've got the base of matter ready to go? Is there like what's the next thing that everyone will want to have in their home that's easy to install and I mean I and think sort of help your life. I mean if I look at the smart home numbers from these various you know analysts and things yeah. like that, smart lighting's been big, uh, smart thermostats, smart doorbells, right? It's kind of some of the big ones. Obviously, robot vacuum cleaners. Uh, some of that sort of stuff, mm -hmm. but those are less an integrated uh, thing in the smart home, whereas yeah. the lighting and the thermostats um, become an integrated solution if you put them all together. Um, and so if I look at what I have, you know, my garage door openers are interesting to me because uh, did anybody leave the garage doors open? Right. Um, I right. like the smart cameras, right? Is anybody driving up the driveway? I'm with yeah. you on that yeah. one. <laughs> you know? um, and so, you know, putting those all together, you know, right now I'm the guy with the 14 apps. Right. Right. So, so you just want to do them all. You just want to get it into and, one app, right? Well, getting it into one app, A, solves some headache for me yeah. and, and for the rest of my family. Yeah. But B, also means I can now make them work together better, right? Because currently, when I get an alert on a camera, I can't do anything else with it because my camera app is separate from all my other apps. So only by putting that data in a common place right. and then I'd say, oh, if I get an alert on this camera, I'd like to do these things, right? I'd like to turn on a light. Okay, if the data is all in the same place, I can do that, right? 
I can't do that when they're all separate apps right, and separate right. data streams. And that's, and that's what Matter is solving. That that's right. We're hoping. That's um, right. Uh, do you have a, a other devices that you wanted to show? I think you were going to we bring some like, of the other. We what, get what some of the other see? toys, right? Yeah. So what, some of the first like uh, lighting, you know. So I talked about uh, you know Signify taking their Hue stuff, okay, and uh, and it's all staying on Zigbee. Signify also has the Wiz brand, which is Wi-Fi based lighting. That's all natively moved to Matter, okay. And so um, you know these were nice and simple, easy to set up, things like that. And so it's nice to do. They've also got uh, smart plugs with that. So I got the Eve plug and I got the Wiz plug so I could put them next to each other and play with them, of course, right? Um, anybody who's tried to set up all the smart home stuff, you learn. I did this with my lighting when I tried to put a bunch of lighting in. <laughs> you set them all up on the floor first okay. rather than climbing up in that ceiling. Yep. You set them all up on the floor first and yep. see which ones work best. And then you have your wife come in and look at them to see which ones look the same across the different lights and things like that. And then you figure out which ones are going in the living room and which ones are going in the basement, depending on how they looked, right? Right. So, right. so you have to set all this stuff up. At least my experience is you're better off setting all this stuff up and playing with it a bit yeah. so that you can try the different stuff. And so, so you know, some of these guys, right, have been some of the early leaders in it. And then the, the last one was the, right, the fun lights that you can play with and turn all the colors, the nano leaf stuff. Wow. These guys have okay. also been involved in matter. Um, and so, you know, if you uh, need to set your lights to music or uh, that sort of stuff or set the mood with your lights, these guys uh, hang on the wall. Is there still, are there still the, the, like the light bulbs that have speakers in them so that you can then connect to sort of your music and it comes out of the, the lights rather than I, having I have not slides? tried that, but I've okay. seen those. Yeah. I've seen those as well. That's but right. Yeah. I, I'm hoping that maybe those will then be integrated into, into a, you know, a system. Yes. That's a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. Because right now with the lights, it's just either turn on, turn off, right? Oh, or, you need some color lights. Oh, <laughs> these are all these are all no, color. So the closest you I got set is your circadian rhythm. No, and, the the, the yeah. closest we've got is that each kid's room has those LED strips. Yeah, and and those are nice. And, yeah, and one one child loves red, and the other one loves blue. There you go. So you do have the color lights. Yeah, they do, but it's all. But that's not integrated into any other system. Oh, it's all just all right. the remote control that they have. Yeah, yeah. And there's and they definitely if the, if they they were they're not listening to music and they don't care like because they oh, all you, got headphones. You got to get an upgrade. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the music can sync to that, and the lights will be beating to the music. Yeah, and changing colors. <sighs> all right. So you got to you got to get an upgrade. And that's clear. Yeah, you don't need to upgrade your house. Yeah. You just need to upgrade the devices. Well, yeah. Well, that's what I'm hoping is that yeah. that you know I, again I could see the plugs. Obviously, yes. I, I saw some. I think we had some. Amazon Wi-Fi plugs at some yes. point and yep. you just plug it in and then, but then you had to use, I think the Alexa app in order to, and I was like, okay, now that's another app and that's yeah, another that's right. sort of integration. But it allowed you the voice control, right? At least. Sort of. Yeah. If you wanted to use that. I just want, I, you know what, you know what, I, you know what I want? I just want a system that can detect when my teenagers leave a room and the lights go out. <laughs> Because that's the complaint of every dad. Yes. Uh, you know, since my dad yes. was like, oh my God, that's you know, right. were you, you know, or, or were you raised in a barn, shut the refrigerator door? That's or, right. You know, how much money you're wasting on electricity because these kids leave a room and they don't turn a light but off. But once you put LED lights in, it doesn't matter anymore. Oh, but yeah. But if you put theory. them in with a motion sensor, then they'll turn off for you. Right, right. Or is there some sort of presence thing? It's just yeah, going to be motion, motion detection. That's yeah, right. that's, that's yeah. going to be it. Um, I wanted to quickly talk about security and privacy. Are, yes. are those concerns that you're hearing from some, from consumers? So, or so, is it more of a from a device maker that they, they, they're concerned about it too? This is, you know, when you look at the surveys and stuff, consumers are concerned about it. Yeah. Um, and this is something Matter took very seriously. If you think of the companies involved, they generally care deeply about uh, security and privacy. 
And so Matter was built from the ground up. There's been a lot of best practices around IoT. And what Matter did was said, yeah, those are great best practices. We're going to take them all and we're going to make them requirements. So, you know, over-the-air software updates must do it. You can't talk about having a secure device without being able to do over-the-air software mm -hmm. updates. It's a signed image from the manufacturer. The device validates it's signed from the manufacturer when it gets it. And the beauty of Matter is those software updates get pushed. Uh, there's a distributed compliance ledger, so every time a new device gets certified, it gets put in this. So my phone can check and say, oh, you installed this light. It's not up to date. You're used to this, as you said. Uh, you open your kid's PC and it asks for you know a bunch yeah. of software updates. Yeah. Good news, your lighting can do that now. Right. Your door lock, they can get those software updates. And so I, I'm seeing that with my devices already as I start playing with these Matter devices. You know, they're they're you know got built three six months ago. They hit my house and say, "Hey, I got a new software update for you." And I say, "Yeah, go ahead and install it," um, which is great. So mandatory software updates. The device has an identity baked into it from the manufacturer, so I can check that it's from that manufacturer. It's been certified and things like that. Everything's encrypted. Um, so it's kind of the latest and greatest. We can never say security's enough. We can never <laughs> say privacy's enough because you're one bug away from yeah. uh, the fix. But so far, so good. It's been, uh, you know, Matter has really set a bar here for wrapping together all of these kind of things that we knew we should be doing and yeah. saying, no, no, you're going to do them now on these IoT devices. Okay, I, I want to uh, steal a term from the industrial space yep. in terms of whenever new technology was coming in, they would always tell me there would be a difference between brownfield and greenfield. <laughs> and so, yes. for the, you know, brownfield meaning it's an existing infrastructure yes, right. and you're adding new stuff to it. So mm -hmm. you're adding stuff to either stuff you have before. Yes. Greenfield means you don't have any of this stuff. Yeah. And now you want to you want to sort of take that first step. That's right. Does does matter lean one way or the other to it, sort of the brownfield greenfield or you know, or is it is it's equally as good for everybody? It's equally as good. Cuz what <laughs> happened is say that. well what's <laughs> happened is your phone's gotten updated. Yeah. So my argument to people when I talk about this is you have matter support in your hands okay. and you don't know it. Right? Cuz your phone got an update, your Alexa got an update, right? So you have matter support in those devices and you don't know it. So if you bring a Matter device home, it's going to speak Matter to that device. Now, if you have existing legacy devices, that device maker, like the Philips Hue I talked mm -hmm, about, mm -hmm. they've made a choice to update it through their bridge, and so you don't know it, and now that supports Matter, right? So if you decide to switch over, fine, doesn't matter, you can use it, right? If you decide to keep using it the way it is through the Philips app, that's fine too. Okay. And so you've got these ecosystems to do it. So I started playing with Home Assistant, which is an open source ecosystem, okay. rather than be tied to one of them, right? And so you throw it on a Raspberry Pi, and <laughs> you know. Okay, you just lost me there with the no, Raspberry Pi. Oh, it's not hard. You can <laughs> okay. actually buy a Raspberry Pi from them and just plug it in with right. everything preloaded right. on it. It does a great job discovering all the devices in your home. So mm -hmm. I had all these plugged in and it just went out and found them all and said, what would you like to do with them? So yeah. it's got a nice dashboard of everything in my house. It pulled in all the rooms they were assigned to because they all, all that information's yeah. out there in the network, pulled all that information in and now it's an open source. So I'm not tied to one of the big ecosystems. It, you know, it's, okay. it's an open source version of it that I can decide what to do with. And it's running locally in my house, so it's not up in the cloud.
Okay, but you're at a different level, I think. No, no. All right, so if you're, so, <laughs> so all right, so let's say you're in a greenfield situation, yes. but and and somehow this conversation yep. has excited enough people yeah, yeah. to to look into the products. That's what right. would be the best first step um, if you know if they're going to go to? Uh, I'll just say Best Buy if they're if they're going to walk into sure. a, a store. You know, you don't want to overwhelm them with here are the twelve things you need. In order yeah. to sort of start experiencing, should should you just look sort of look for that matter logo? You should look for the matter and logo. And then what what right? device the, would you start with? Just a light well, bulb. Well, this is the thing about the smart home. <laughs> Everybody starts with the devices of interest to them. Okay, right. So, yeah. is a smart door lock of interest because you want to let people into your home when you're away or things like that? Is a you know thermostat of interest to you? Everybody starts with a different device. Okay. Right. And yeah. so, you know, if you're looking at devices nowadays, you should be looking for the matter logo because now you know. Even if you don't have a big network, I'm starting with one device. As it grows and expands, I know I future-proofed it with that. I know I can do software updates with it. I know it works with all these different ecosystems, so I don't have to worry about getting myself into a legacy situation with it. Yeah, so, so that, that actually brought up another question. Was, is there a chance at all that there will be another competing standard, or there, or this is it? Like, this is we're now I, on that know, right path to, I, to connectivity. I find or it, are there any sort of outliers and hold, hold, holdovers? I, I find it hard to believe, given the, you know, literally hundreds and hundreds of companies that are involved in matter yeah. and more getting involved. There's still more people joining, more companies joining. I find it hard to believe some other competing standard is going to be able to get that critical mass. Right. Right. Because we've got the big ecosystems. I mean, let's face it, right? You're, you're, if you, so you have talking Apple, to somebody and you have they have Apple, a smartphone. You, have, you yeah. have Apple, you have Google, you have Amazon. That's right. Okay. And then Samsung is putting it in all their smart TVs. LG's putting it in their smart TVs. So this is my point of, you don't know it. You went out yeah. and bought a new Samsung TV, and it will support Matter. Okay. Right? So you can you can now see your Matter devices on your TV. You didn't do anything. It just became available yeah, to what, you. Yeah. What, what is the sort of what's the TV benefit? Of, like, what, what do you get out of the TV? Well, just it's, basically, you'll get to see everything on yeah, the screen? Yeah, you can, you can pull up that yeah. kind of dashboard, you know, I'm looking at through my home assistant. I can pull that up on my TV, and now I've got all my devices. I can control them there. Now, whether people want to do that or not, you know, Samsung and LG got to figure that out with their TVs. Um, <laughs> but you also, right, Matter's yeah. got built into it, you know, volume control, channel control, TV control, so I can cast things to it and things like that. So, you know, adding adding that kind of media player is in Matter so I can move things around in my home. What's the best way for consumers to check to see if their equipment is sort of Matter, as if it's been updated or how to update? Is it going to be one or the other? Yeah, if you're buying stuff, you got to look for the logo at this yeah, point. Yeah, and then if you're if you're going to upgrade something, you got to look at the manufacturer individually because yeah. they're all at their own schedule, and, then, and that's too painful for consumers, right? So yeah. the, the truth is, right, unless you want to get down and dirty with it, you want to just look for the logo. Okay, so it's either but for the existing equipment, it's yes, you know, look at their vendor website or yes. Because I'm not, especially we know how much the, people love that. On the TVs, just yes. trying to find information That's for, right. on a TV itself. Is, That's right. Is, and is they, like, these Wiz ones didn't have the logo, but I had checked their website and it said, hey, the new stuff supports it. Okay. I Because they've got it. supply chain problems. Like Absolutely, they, yeah, right? This, well, this probably yeah. came out before they were. Yeah. And so I installed that. I installed that using <laughs> yeah. their app and then went to install it with Matter. It gave me a QR code so I could scan it and add it to my Matter. So now it showed up there instead of just in the Wiz app. But again, you know, I took the leap of faith buying it without the logo on it that 
their website was correct and that I'd get a up-to-date one. And so that was the trick, That's right? That's a pretty big leap of faith. Hey, it worked. Huh? it worked. It worked. Yeah. Okay. So. And so what, I, I think what I want to do is I'll, I want to have you back in about six months or maybe <laughs> like next so year the, or maybe the, in, the, in the January time frame and we'll discuss how the holidays went and, that's and right. see, see how things are going with you. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Skip, for joining yeah, us on the show great. today. Thank you, Keith. All right, that's all the time we have for the show today. Be sure to uh, subscribe to the website and uh, like it, add any comments, and join us every week for new episodes of Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. Thanks for watching.